Hello? I'm worried that something bad happened. It's winter break. Could just be a delay of some sort. Snow. My friend is missing. Nine times out of ten, the girl's just with a boyfriend. I will bring you to your knees. You are listening to Don't Be That Guy, Guy to Sequel Remix. This is episode 355. Yeah, this is this is our second time. Oh man, Mike was in a huge rant about Cracker Barrel that was not recorded at all. I assume Big Cracker Barrel. The uh, yeah, shut us off. I'll just I'll just sum up. Yeah, the Cracker Barrel, and I'm talking about the restaurant. Sucks. Yeah, that's it. There you go. Um, <laughs> we established Denny's greater than Cracker Barrel. Way better. Come at us. I'll take the Grand Slam over yeah. frozen, terrible biscuits and gravy any day. There you go. Um, <laughs> most wonderful time of the year. Mike's finally in the spirit. I've been in the spirit for a long time. Christmas. Crazy ghost stories. How many candy canes have you eaten so far? Zero. Me too. I looked at our Christmas yeah. tree the other day. I'm like, there's not a single can of can on that. I'm going to fix it. Oh, man. I've had so many cookies, though. I've had some cookies. So many homemade cookies. I had a coworker uh, drop me off a box of cookies at work yesterday. Yeah. I went home, and I don't eat many cookies. Yeah. Uh, I'm not really into sweets that often, but once I got in there, oh, I was in there. I had like four cookies, big cookies, with, yeah. with the frosting and the sprinkles. Woo! There you go. Wow. Woo, they were good. She can cook. So, listeners, you missed all that, but yeah, that was a quick summary. Yeah, quick, yeah, quick sum up. Mike really likes uh, Let It Snow. I think Wonderful Time of the Year. Great Christmas song. All Christmas, I, I like most Christmas songs. And uh, if anyone knows, if you can buy just an ear, oh, yes, of, ear popcorn, of popcorn uh, to pop on the ear, and, and like, you know, not individual kernels, but the kernels are still on the on the cob. Yep. Uh, we would like to know about that and where we can get that. And if it is at the Cracker Barrel, fuck you, we're not going. Yeah, we're not going. We're not going to Cracker Barrel. There you go. Well, Merry Christmas. Quick recap. Uh, what are you watching? Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. Merry Christmas. You Merry filthy Christmas. Animals. Filthy. Um, watch some stuff here. Um, so, let's go old school here. This was a Noir Alley selection for my man Eddie Muller over at uh, Turner Classic Movies. Mm. 1947. Movie called The Unsuspected. This movie is awesome. So, the premise is... Uh, this guy, he's a radio um, personality, and mm-hmm. his whole shtick is telling telling the people about crimes, real crimes. Yeah. While he's like working the angles on these crimes, like committing crimes on his own, and it's just this really cool movie. Um, yeah, it's awesome. I, I, I highly. It's a Michael Curtiz, very very famous um, old school director. Uh, the Unsuspected, highly recommend it. It's a it's a short movie. It's like an hour and a half, hour 40. Goes really quick, real fun uh, premise and, uh, and plot. Uh, then, another old school, oldie but a goodie. Uh, watch 1973's uh, Enter the Dragon. Yeah, Bruce Lee classic. Bruce Lee cr- classic. Um, yeah. Still holds up. Mm-hmm. Not as great as it was to me when I was in high school. Okay. Um, I would say probably been about 15 years since I've seen it. Yeah. Uh, I still enjoyed it. Um, yeah, it's, it's cool. It's I, cool. Uh, I've had Enter the Dragon on my mind. Was this streaming somewhere? Um, 
Yeah, I did watch it on a stream somewhere. Okay, good to know. Um, I can't remember which service. I looked up a sh- I, I saw a shirt. I looked up a shirt from a, like, a, I don't know, I guess like a boutique, like online only, you know, label. I looked up this shirt. I was like, that's a cool shirt. I didn't buy the shirt. But now, they, you've been there once, they advertise to you forever. Oh, yeah. And the big thing they're advertising to me was is... Was it Busted Tees? No, it wasn't. Freaking Busted Tees is all up in my shit. It's called Fight... Fight something. I, I was like, it was a Brett the Hitman heart, Montreal Screwjob sweatshirt. It looked nice. And I was like, sounds good. Man, can I rock this pink yeah. Brett Hart yes. sweatshirt? Yes, you can. Uh, it was it was it was eighty bucks. Ooh, I know, but it looks so soft. It doesn't look bulky, but it looks warm. Looks like a nice warm one. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, ah, okay. So I looked at it. So they sell like so that's you know Bret Hart, but then also like Muhammad Ali boxing stuff. And then what I keep seeing, these really dope Bruce Lee t-shirts. And I was like, ooh, can I pull the trigger? Can I wear this? Having not seen Enter the Dragon in like 20 years. So I think I need to see Enter the Dragon first, so I'm not a poser. And then I can rock my Enter the Dragon t-shirt. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. And I don't want to wear the shirt and be like, oh, Enter the Dragon, that scene. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about, man. I haven't seen it since <laughs> I was 11. But, oh yeah. But the shirt. Shirt fits shirt. nice. Yeah, good looking shirt. Oh, I should just do it. I might pull the trigger on that sweatshirt. Mike's talked me into it. I think you should, man. <laughs> yeah. I think you should, because I, I guarantee you, it looks light, but it's one of those sweatshirts, like, if you if you wear it inside, you got you to gotta peel it off. Mm-hmm. And that's a good sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. If you got to peel your sweatshirt, yeah. it's a good sweatshirt. You want it warm, but yeah, I, I don't like a sweatshirt, like, like it's like bulky. You know, I, I don't like a, what was that, like, Russell, Russell brand or Jersey. Uh, you know, they, in a pinch, they're fine, but they yeah. get a little bulky on you. I have a Russell hoodie. Um, it is bulky. Yeah, it is a bulky sweatshirt. Yeah, I do have a Russell that is bulky. I, I got I had to you know because you can get a Walmart for like ten bucks. Yeah, and so it's great. You know, you're working outside in the winter, shoveling snow great down the garage. Great for that. But yeah, just to like wear. Like, yeah, for ten bucks, you know, you wash this, peel it off, you throw it in the dumpster. Yeah, but you know, if you want a sweatshirt, it's like oh, I'm inside, do that, I'm outside, I'm gonna run errands. Maybe go, maybe go to a fancy restaurant. Mm, yeah, you don't want to rustle. You, you if you're going for a you know a, you know five course dining experience. Yeah, you want to be wearing Breath the Hitman. You want to Breath the Hitman. Yeah. 1997 yeah. Montreal Screwjob uh, sweatshirt. Yeah, and if you could get a matching mask, yeah. face mask to wear oh, with that right yeah. now. That'd be cool. Oh, the black and pink. Yeah, yeah Bret Hart kind of you know the design he had on his tights. That would be cool. I'm ah, talking into it. So all right. I'm going to anyway, enter the dragon. Yeah, so I needed something to, like I was telling you in the pre-show, I wasn't, it took me some time to get into the spirit, yeah. right? So we, 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 we took on some Christmas movies here, and, and, and the first one that we had to watch, because this movie is always the, one of the first ones we watch every season, gets me in the spirit every time, Christmas Vacation, watched it, got me going, got the juices flowing. I'll probably watch it one more time before Christmas. Mm. I just love that movie. It's so funny. So did did the did the Christmas Vacation? Yeah, classic, um, classic, yeah, old timer, funny. And, and the the more I get, the more I love Todd and Margot. And and I, I would like to, the neighbors. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see a Todd and Margot movie yeah. um, spinoff. That would be really fun. Um, and then we watched another Christmas movie. This is a new, and this is uh, one of those HBO movies, Eight Bit Christmas. Okay. Um, I also saw Eight Bit Christmas, so we can do a joint. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we watched Eight Bit Christmas, and I'll, maybe after you, you know we can talk about that. All right. A little bit. A little um, tease. 
another brand new movie, Netflix, The Power of the Dog. I also saw The Power of the Dog. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Let's do Power of the Dog now, doing yours, and we'll okay. do an 8-bit during mine. Yeah, so I, I thought Power of the Dog was really good. Uh-huh. Um, it, it is not your typical Western at all. There's no, there's no gunplay. Or your typical Christmas movie. Or your t- they don't even mention Christmas. They don't, even mention. <laughs> they don't do any caroling. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just I, I thought it was I thought it was good. It's just kind of about anxiety and and and, um, and identity. Yeah, right? identity, anxiety. I, uh, I mean, themes maybe that we're gonna say Black Christmas, you know, masculinity in the old West. Yeah. Um, I talked. To, I really. It's a great Benedict Cumberbatch. I mean, all the performances are great, but really great Benedict Cumberbatch. He's great. Yeah, he's really uh, excellent. Man. Who's the kid? Uh, I've seen him in something. I think as a child actor, but I, yeah, I, didn't, really I didn't recognize him from anything, but he and then, played it perfectly. Of course, the um, Plemons, uh, uh, Dunst, uh, yeah. power, power Couple. Show favorite, Jesse Plemons, you yeah. know. Show favorite, and then yeah, Kirsten Dunst is, is she's really matured as a as a performer. Yeah, so great performances. But you know, I did talk to some you know, uh, uh, my in laws. They were just like, oh, don't waste your time. And like I didn't I didn't even understand it. It's a very quiet movie. It's a slow burn. But I thought the last it's one of those. It's such a slow burn that if someone's like, oh, I had to quit after twenty minutes. I'm like, you should probably stick it out. But I don't blame you. But I think it's a great. Story and then that the last act I thought was um, kind of all worth it, you know. Yeah, and you know, to be honest, I think some of the themes in it may not uh, sit well with certain audiences yeah. that may be drawn to who new western. Yes, you know yeah. what I mean. Like, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, yeah. I I saw like a, a you know the Netflix autoplay trailer. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even watch that all the way through. And then you see I, that whistle, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll watch this." And I just was like, "I, I was like, yeah, it's fired up." Mm-hmm. And that was that was great. Yeah, it's fired up. It's on on Netflix. I think this is gonna be one of those uh, we'll see come February, March. But I think it's gonna be one of Netflix's uh, uh, strong contenders for, so? for awards. Yeah. Just just the performance for better to come. Back. Oh, I feel yeah. like it's gonna do something. He's so charismatic, and and yeah, it's yeah, it's really good. Charismatic. You're scared of him a bit. Yes. Yeah, he's mean, but yeah. yeah, you also get like you're drawn to him a bit. Yeah. You see how he flips it. Um, yeah, check out Power of the Dog. Yeah, definitely recommend it. Mm-hmm. Uh, then I went back. This is a rewatch, and I just wanted to check it out. I, I watched 2012's Looper. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Mark's got the poster. Boom. Looper. Um, Gordon Levitt, front and center. It's um, it's a good movie. Mm-hmm. I. After watching it, this is this was my second watch. The last time I watched it was in a the theater. Okay, this is my second watch, and and I still enjoyed it. And, yeah. and I thought they handled they handled time travel travel fine. Mm-hmm. Time travel is an imperfect theme. It's you hard. Know, there's no in way a movie. To do yeah. it. There's holes in everything, right? But I, I liked the movie. But the biggest thing I thought of after watching it was some of these movie. Uh, production companies and, and directors should 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 watch that and, and see what Ryan Johnson did with those actors. Like for instance, I haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. You watched it recently, Gemini Man. Yeah. Why do we need to digitally de-age Will Smith? Right. Or, you know, the Scorsese movie. Yeah. Uh, Cast I, those Irishman. old fuckers as they are. 
get some guys and just like the prosthetic makeup to make Joseph Gordon-Levitt look like a young Bruce Willis, it really works. It's been a few years since I've seen that movie, um, but I there's a scene that just uh, when I think of Looper, there's a couple scenes I was thinking about. The one very subtle, it's him checking out his hairline in the mirror. Yeah, I'm like that's fucking Bruce Willis. Yeah, you know. Why do we have to rely, and we talk about this with special effects all yeah. the time, how practical effects are always the best. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing, like, I'm sure there's some digital touch-ups somewhere in that movie. It's not that old, but yeah. it's clearly mostly makeup and prosthetics mm-hmm. on, on uh, Mr. Levitt. And I, it, it just wor- it works so, so well and, and smoothly. Like, you know, people could really learn something from that. We're just doing all this aging and de-aging technology. Um... I mean, if, if, if you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt stand next to Bruce Willis just as is, he looks nothing like Bruce Willis right. at all. Like, it's not like they had to cast someone that was similar. Mm-hmm. They didn't. And, and, and they just made it made it work. And, and let's do more of that. Yeah. You know, there's a movie. I, I watched it years ago. Um, uh, gosh, who's it? Blake Lively and... It's not, um, she, she doesn't age. I forget what it's called. But Harrison Ford's in it. He plays old man Harrison Ford. But there's flashbacks to young Harrison Ford. And they just cast an actor who kind of looks like Harrison Ford. But he subtly is doing a Harrison Ford impression. And I, I, like, I'm more impressed by that than just like putting the dots on his face and de-aging Harrison Ford into that role. Yeah. Yeah, like, Gemini Man, cast some 20-year-old, you know, no-name actor. And maybe that launches a new guy. Yeah. But... Yeah, I mean, even like you know, you're talking. You bring a Harrison Ford, like mm-hmm. the like the Han Solo movie. Yeah, they could have went that route. They could have said this, Harrison Ford's playing Han Solo. We're just going to make him look young. Yeah, no, they just went whole new dude, and he just kind of took on the the Han Solo pers- persona. Yeah. But he he kind of moved like Harrison Ford moves on mm-hmm. camera and stuff like that. That kind of thing. And I know that movie was much aligned, which is. That movie's way better than it got any props for. Yeah, but, but, but yeah, we don't we don't need this tech. And mm-hmm. and I liked the I can't even think of the Scorsese movie, The Irishman. Yeah, Irishman. Yeah. I like the Irishman. I think it's a good movie. Yeah, but that was the most distracting part of that movie was the aging technology. I like the Irishman too. You know, I th- when you say Irishman, I think about Robert, Robert De Niro, like looking like an eighty year old man trying to. Beat up the shop owner. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the first image I think of. Yeah, but that—that's—that's uh, that's what I watched. Mm-hmm. And a lot of TV we got. We watched. Oh, we finished Succession. We're caught yeah. up. Succession is so good. Um, any other shows? Oh, and a new season of Always Sunny in Philadelphia started, so we are yeah. watching that. It's fortieth season. Yep. So good. <laughs> so good. I think and, I saw it's it's the longest running live action sitcom. Yeah, I think so. Know? So funny, and, and then curb enthusiasm, of course. Yeah. What have you been watching? Oh, man, uh, I got some movies. You know, I'm going to start with my, my non-Christmassy movies. Um, Power of the Dog, watch that. I watched, then the only other non-Christmassy movie, oh, no, two. Uh, I watched she, uh, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Um, I, like, I, I, I like the first half more than I like the second half. I'm with you on that, yeah. I, I really dug... The martial, the, the the fight on the bus, the fight on the scaffolding, I thought was great. I I thought Simu Liu uh, was great as as a lead man, and then it kind of just does the marvelly thing where like the 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 last half, and especially the last 
battle is you know it's CGI. Yeah. It's this huge, so over the top, yeah. and and yeah, yeah. I'm with I'm with you on that. I so. much preferred the. The introduction to yeah to the character and yeah but for you know Marvel movie it's it's standard fare I don't I don't know where it fully ranks but um, yeah it's better than, than some of the other ones you know we even did for the show like Thor I don't I don't know if the top's like you know it doesn't make my top five but it was you know it's good it's fine um, yeah, there's like thirty of those now <laughs> it's hard it's hard to keep track I mean yeah. all I know is Doctor Strange is my top yeah like that is the bar. I started, uh, I was kind of looking through my diary. I, I created a list, but I only want to do the ones I've seen since I I started. And I think I have Spider-Man Homecoming as my favorite. And, um, it, which I was thinking kind of makes sense because um, I've kind of dipped on, on superheroes after Endgame, but the new Spider-Man is one where I... I'm excited again. I am for the at, MCU. Yeah, I am, and I <laughs> am actually back in. excited for the new movie. Yeah, it comes out this weekend. Um, so I'll tell you, they got me. Yep. Um, got you back. And then one of them, yeah, pull me back in, like uh, aged up Al Pacino. So. <laughs> uh, prosthetics. They didn't do no CGI on him. <laughs> Uh, and then one other movie, I went to the, the I got out to the theater. It was uh, I had a free couple of hours. I just said, "What's playing that seems somewhat interesting?" I watched the French Dispatch, the new mm. Wes Anderson film, and I I liked it. I, I'm not the biggest Wes Anderson film, though. I don't. Uh, some people hate Wes Anderson and his style, and I'm very just. I think they're all very pleasant, and um, some I like more than others. This one I really liked. He has his style. Everything looks very beautiful and framed very well. Uh, it's a uh, it's like an anthology, so it's about um, uh, a magazine. So they use that as like the the um, kind of the framing of the story. So you get four different stories, uh, and like all anthologies, there's like one. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't need that one. But then there's one. I was like, oh, that I, I wish that one was longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's quick. Hour forty minutes. It was, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I don't have my Wes Anderson list, but this this was good. I liked it more than Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, it's probably his low point. Yeah. Do you see French Dispatch? I haven't seen French oh, okay. Dispatch. Oh, you're yet. talking about Darjeeling yeah. Limited? Yeah. Yeah, that yeah, one. I, like, just... I, I haven't seen French Dispatch. I'm I I'm I used to be what I would consider a Wes Anderson aficionado, but I think maybe I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I think maybe I'm not. I like his movies. Uh, um, oh no, there's people who ride hard for West Anderson. But, yeah. I mean... They'll break down every frame and color yeah, palette. I mean, I love, I, I love, you know, Life Aquatic. Yeah. And and Tenenbaums, you know. Yeah. The Clooney Fox movie. I'll take it or leave it. Yeah, see, I, I never saw the, the Fox um, movie. I never saw Isle of Dogs. Um, Hotel... What was the one? Hotel... Transylvania? The, yeah, the, lot, the one before this one. Um, Grand Budapest. Grand, yeah, that that's probably great. my favorite. I like Grand Budapest. That and Tenenbaums. Those, those are probably the ones I put at the top. Um, when I was a kid, I think when I was like really starting to get into film, that's like when, right when Rushmore came out. And I was like, this is cinema. This, <laughs> yeah. This is sophistication. This is film. You uh, all watch movies. I watch yeah. films. But that's what I've seen since I was 16. <laughs> Though, if someone tells me they work in an OR... I immediately go, I think of, oh, are they? <laughs> yeah. And, oh, our doctor, oh, are they? <laughs> uh, so, you know, if, if, if something sticks with you in a movie, that's a successful movie. Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. Then I, I hit some Christmas movies. 
Um, I haven't dipped in the. This is the week before the week before Christmas. That the week leading up to that's when I'm gonna hit. You know, that's when I hit my class. That's yeah. when I hit my Christmas vacation. My Die Hard, my Christmas Story, um, Scrooge. Throw that in there. Um, Wonderful Life. You know, so I say those all for for next week. So easing my way in. I watched 2005's Just Friends, Amy Smart, Ryan Reynolds movie, which takes place over Christmas. Uh, that's an awful movie. It's bad. I yeah. saw that <laughs> in theaters in 2005, and I remember thinking it was pretty funny. Uh, but as we've discussed, as we've learned, as we examine cinema in this format, yeah, it's sh- teenagers have shitty taste. And, and Ryan Reynolds, like, that's, it's, there's, not, there's no jokes. <laughs> and it's, a, and it's, it's absolutely fine to change your opinion. Yeah. You know? Don't hold on to things. <laughs> you know, I don't need to die on the hill that Just Friends is hilarious. It's yeah. not. It's full of, uh, you know, they rely heavily on gay jokes and just, you know, fat humor. And it's just not, it's not great. Him singing in the beginning in the fat prosthetics, that's funny. And then there's another hour and 40 minutes of movie. Um, <laughs> everybody's awful. He's awful. Amy Adams is like a bad person. Everybody's just a bad person. I don't, I don't root for anybody. Uh... <laughs> Watch okay, um, the Polar Express, the uh, Robert Zemeckis, uh, Tom Hanks um, a- adaptation of the ten-page children's book. No, um, that's also not very good. People love that one, man. Yeah, I don't know. I've never we ran into a yeah. couple. My, my my wife at work and me talking to uh, my sister. I brought. I was like, oh, we watched Polar Express last night. She's like. I love that movie. I was like, oh, really? Because it's it's bad. I know. I, I'm, I'm with you. I've never understood. It's spooky look. It's why the, people like it. I don't like the animation. I get that it's supposed to be the book, but books are books. Movies are movies. Um, and there's just not a lot. I mean, it's a... I, Ten pages probably, but it's a very small picture book for a child that they stretch into an hour and 48 minutes. Um, it's a book you... Re- it's a bedtime book. Yes. Like, you get through it. Yeah. And, and your kid goes to bed. Like it's not like you're leading, you're reading your kid Lord of the Rings. If you took all the and text, it's taking two weeks to you know to read yeah. the book to your kid. If you took all the text, it's probably a page. You know, it's probably like the night before Christmas, where like, oh, it's a poem that they just put a picture to every yeah. every line. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of a. I mean, I think the big selling point is the animation because the movie itself is like this is soulless. They they make going to the North Pole as a child on Christmas Eve seem not fun. I think I do think a lot of it was the tech at yeah. the time, just the, showing the off technology. The yeah, and, and it, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. All right, let's get in some other ones I enjoyed. Um, Eight Bit Christmas, watched it. So I kind of already give away. In the beginning, I'll say was not feeling this movie. I was like, is the point of this movie that kids suck? Because I thought every kid was obnoxious. But once the, once the quest for getting the Nintendo kicks in, I was alone for the ride. Yeah, I overall I enjoyed it. Yeah, I'm, I, it'll not it will not be a Christmas classic. No, um, but our generation really relates to it. You mm-hmm. know, the the Nintendo Entertainment System was you know we were a bit younger than that character. Right, I was um, my my wife asked that, and I said, you know, I'm a little younger in that. In my memory, we just always had a Nintendo in the house. Right. And then it was the it was the Genesis, and then so was that the N sixty four Genesis, probably the same time. That's where I was like, oh, the new. Ga-. Then I now I became aware of like the new gaming systems. Yeah, and I like it. it 
that movie struck with you know struck with me kind of well because I was always that kid that never had a Nintendo. Yeah, I was always at my friends playing oh, Nintendo. Yeah. You know, like so I, I was like always the outside looking in. Um, yeah, so it's an interesting movie. Mm-hmm. It is not a Christmas classic in my opinion, but yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. And Steve Zahn is one of the greatest. So, Zahn was great. He is absolutely one of the greatest. The the car scene where when they're driving to the mall is one of the funniest Christmas movie scenes. I've ever seen. Zahn, Zahn's great because he plays the father. He's his father in this story. Um, so 80s dad. When he loses, his, you know, we're not going to spoil too, but there's a, he, the retainer is a big part. I'm legit scared of Steve Zahn in that. Like, I get that. Like, he just channeled, I think, every 80s dad of like, yeah, he's, you know, he works with his hands. He's a kind man, but he can be a little scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wish he had more in the movie. Um, Me too. Yeah, I wish there was a little more Steve Zani. I wish it would, because it kind of felt a little Christmas story e, where you know the Red Rider BB gun. This is the Nintendo, but it, it did kind of seem like vignette to vignette of just oh we go to my friend's house, but then there's the the the, the boots, and then there's this uh, the bully, and then the snow hill, and then the reefs, and so it kind of just seems like it goes from thing to thing to thing. Um, so yeah, I kind of wish Steve Zahn was more present because uh, yeah. I enjoyed him the most. I also enjoyed like the whole the whole premise is we have the near you know oh yeah you even know, yeah the narrator uh, he, he's telling the story you know Doogie Howser's telling the story mm-hmm. it really is Christmas story and, <laughs> yeah and and but what you're seeing is clearly he's telling it as he as he remembered it as yes. a kid there's nothing at all realistic about most of what he's telling his daughter. Yeah. And I, I really like how they did that. Yeah. Because it, they film it as real as it could be, mm-hmm. but, like, there wasn't an army of kids outside this dude's house chanting. Right. You know, to play Nintendo yeah. and stuff. And, and But I like how they kind of yeah, kept was, that, was throughout, actually, that theme throughout. Like, yeah, like, it was, like, the bully, they cast a... 35-year-old dude. 35-year-old man yeah. to play a 10-year-old. 10-year-old bully, yeah. Because in his, yeah, and so when, you, when he tells you, you know, he's, he's describing him, he's like, yeah, he was bigger than all the rest of us. No one actually knew his actual age. He's recounting the story. He's like, you know, he describes a grown-ass man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, yeah, and uh, little things like that. Yeah, the, you know, the throwing the fit and, um, yeah, there were a few just exaggerations, that, like clear exaggerations, but then when you watch that lens, you can see... Um, Everything kind of makes more sense. And then it got funnier as it went. Yeah. Then they kind of lean more into the humor. And, and I think it's a good family film because of that. Because you and I, as an adult, can, like, yeah. we can see, like, okay, this is a, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like the storytelling aspect and and, mm-hmm. and stuff. We see what they're doing. But if a kid was watching, it could be like, man, that's crazy. Yeah. And could be, actually make it, like, his daughter would believe, like, Mm-hmm. There was an army of kids yeah. like wanting to go into this rich kid's house and play, and I'm and I'm yeah, yeah yeah. Anyway, there you go. A big Christmas. It, fine. It's fine for this year. Just worth checking out. Yeah, n- n- nice addition to uh, you know the sea of Christmas movies. Yeah, I think it's worth checking out. I think I'll forget about it after Christmas, yeah. and I won't think next year when it's like, hey, let's watch a Christmas movie. I'm not going to think about watching it. It'd be Christmas. Yeah, every year there's one one, one like that, but. Um, Maybe they'll put out 16-bit Christmas. Oh, yeah. There you go. 64-bit. 64 of the year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, you know, every, every year there's, especially with streaming, they, they have these things, and you, you watch them once, and you go, yeah, that was all right, or or it's awful. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of options, including um, the last one I saw, and this not new. I don't want to say including because this is from 1949, the Holiday Affair. Um, starred, uh, I don't want to get this right, it was, uh, Janet Lee. Janet Lee, Robert Mitchum. It's a tale of a, of a widow and buying a train set for a young boy and she has to choose between two suitors, uh, around Christmas time. And I was, I was delighted by this film. It was just great. It was, it's 1949. I love when a grown man calls a child senator. You know, when he's like a, those fast talking 1940s yeah. guy. He's like, she's like, you know, sir, sir, I'd like to... Talk about this train. He's like, ma'am, I'm with the customer here. He's like, well, I'm asking you to buy. He's like, sorry, set it up. So <laughs> like, yeah, I like that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's just a sweet Christmas movie. And Janely, she has she has her young kid, two men. You know, what one more of a free spirit, one more of the um, grounded, um, you know, serious type. But like, you know, uh, not not serious, but like. Uh, Kind of the, the the stable, the more stable. So yeah, just having to choose between these two guys around Christmas time, and maybe we'll all learn a big life lesson. Yeah, um, yeah. Holiday affair. Check it out. Uh, and then two other movies we watched. We watched for this show around the holiday season. We watched the 2019 remake to the 1974 uh, Christmas horror film Black Christmas. Uh, the original Black Christmas coming out in 19, 1974, directed by Bob Clark. Um, who that name sounded so familiar I was like Bob Clark why do I know that name Bob Clark before Black Christmas directed a movie called Children Shouldn't Play With Dead Things and Death Dream he would then go on to direct Porky's and A Christmas Story I'll be damned that's why because in the beginning his name very prominent uh, in those opening credits Bob Clark Bob Clark yeah uh, it was written by uh, Roy Moore and stars uh, Olivia Hussey uh Keir Dullin Margot Kidder John Saxon Andrea Martin uh, it is the tale of a sorority house. Uh, let me pull up my note. Uh, during Christmas break, the women of Hawthorne College start being pray. pray oh, no. Nope. That's 2019's. Cre- I don't want to mix up the uh, synopsis of these two <laughs> movies. Uh, a sorority house is terrorized by a stranger who makes frightening phone calls and then murders the sorority sisters during Christmas break. Tagline, if this movie doesn't make your skin crawl... It's on too tight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's amazing. Was this your first time seeing a, uh, Black Christmas? It was. Uh, what did you think of 1974's Black Christmas? Oh man, it's it's gritty. Yeah, it's diabolical. Um, sinister. I, I, uh, <laughs> it's sinister. Yeah, I enjo- I enjoyed it. It's wild. So I've been watching a lot more horror movies. It's fucking as, crazy. As I get older, <laughs> and I was prepared to watch like ah, it's a slasher movie from the seventies. Like I've seen, I've seen it all, man. Legit, like this movie's creepy. The phone calls scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Unsettling. <laughs> Very effective. Um, yeah, I had never seen Black Christmas either. I, I bought it this summer. And I was saving it for Christmas time. I'm glad it worked out. We've got to do uh, a remake of it. And I got to tell you, this might go into the Christmas rotation. <laughs> it doesn't really... There's not a lot to do about Christmas. No. Um, but the idea of mur- disappearances happening 
at a college during Christmas break is actually a, a good setting for a horror movie. It is because, like, you know, I've 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 been on campus. Yep. During, I've I've lived on campus during Christmas break, and it's 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 weird and eerie and go and ghost yep. towny. And I, I lived in the dorms for Christmas break one year, and I mean, not a, I I was paid to be there. Yeah, but. I mean, it's just the emptiness, and it, it's it's kind of creepy, mm-hmm. and it is perfect setting. Right, and people can come and go. Yes. Because we're in this weird thing of, there are some people staying, but some people are, hey, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm driving out tomorrow, and if that person did disappear, you'd think they're just on no, their way. Yeah, you just think, they went, they went home. Yeah. We'll see them in, we'll see them in a week. And they're, you know, people aren't looking for these people, and yeah, so yeah, great setting. So this is more of a holiday break movie. Um... But there's a Christmas tree in it. Yep, there's a tree. Um, great ending. Uh, this, it, uh, last episode I talked about how I watched uh, What a Stranger Calls, the remake. And uh, that the original movie came out in 1980-something. 1974! Did this invent the the calls coming from inside the house? Yeah, it, yeah. Must, it must have. So I'm watching a movie from 1988, where I th- or 1982, I think. Where I think that's where that originated from. And then 1974, this movie came out. I was like, no, that's where that came Actually, from. Actually, yeah. Uh, this is five years before Halloween. Um, which people say, you know, a lot of people give credit for inventing the slashers. But this this movie comes out. And now, historically, I think people look back at this more fond. Hmm. Um, had a $620,000 budget. Gross $4.1 million um, between Canada and the United States. Uh, 71% on Rotten Tomato. Originally, it had very bad reviews, but now with Rotten Tomatoes, I think people have gone back and looked at it. Um, kind of a cult following? Yeah, cult following. Look back, maybe it's in more of a historical context. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, Ebert or Siskel gave it like one one thumb out of their four thumbs, however they do it, stars. When it's individual, they do, I think they do four star. Um, but... Rotten Tomato critical consensus, the rare slasher with enough intelligence to wind up the the tension between bloody outbursts, Black Christmas offers fiendishly enjoyable holiday viewing for genre fans. Um, yeah, I. Yeah, I don't know enough intelligence. I think that's an odd description, but definitely ratchets tension. It builds tension throughout the whole movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess my um, my only thing with it is there's, and it does. It, in the end, I was like, it doesn't matter mm-hmm. in this particular one. It is a, a crazed person killing. You know, sorority girls. Yeah. But I, I would like to know more about the killer. Yeah. And that deal, like, I'd, I'd like a little more exposition into into that. Um, there seemed to be something going on in the house that I, I was trying to pick up cues. Uh-huh. And clues. I mean, that, like, attic scenes and, like, just yeah. things strewn around the house. but. I, I don't think there was anything on purpose they wanted me to see to help like fill in the blanks. Yeah, and, and so like there, that's like really my only complaint. But in the end, it's a freaking scary ass slasher movie um, with some creepy ass phone calls and an amazing one of the best drunk scenes I've ever seen. Played by Lois Lane herself. Oh, Margot Kidder. Margot Kidder. One, she's a babe. Yeah, she's and, been in, I think, three of these movies we've done now. And maybe more. And yeah, she's yeah, she rules. awesome. She rules. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then it has... And this is funny, because I watched this after watching Air of the Dragon. Uh-huh. 
I'm a massive John Saxon fan. Okay. I just put yeah John John Saxon. He plays Roper in, in Enter Dragon, and then I I threw this on like a few hours later after watching Enter Dragon, and it's like, fuck yeah, I love John Saxon. And then what else is he in? I think he's in Nightmare mm-hmm. on Elm Street. Um, he's just this guy from that that era. He's in things. Yeah, and you you recognize see him a million times. Yeah, love John Saxon. Uh, Big fan. Big fan. Yeah, that was one of my notes. Was uh, yeah, Margaret Margaret Kidder MVP. Really asked this because the movie's so creepy, but she is this. Um, her, you know, most of the girls in it are just they add this liveliness to it. Yeah, that like now it's like oh my I, I in an hour and thirty minute movie you know, I was talking about the Polar Express and how I was just like this heartless. This they quickly get you to care about the people that are being murdered mm-hmm. and the you know the killer. It's one of those great. Either way, kind of things where I I applaud the the gusto to be like, no, nah, you don't know, you don't know who the guy is, you don't know what his deal is. He is just a crazy person that just happened to be there. Yeah. But if they also want to give a little backstory, that could have been good too. It's like one of those, oh yeah, like you walk away like, what was that? Yeah. Uh, it has some weird camera things going on. Mm-hmm. It does a lot of uh, first person. From the eyes of the killer, um, almost too much for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it starts that way, and it, it like, God, do we really need this? I mean, they want they want us to like see the killer's action, but not see who the killer is, which is fine. But I don't think we needed any of that. I don't need to see him climbing a lattice on the side of a house. From his perspective, right. I get it. You could just show a guy's legs, the last bottom of his half going through the attic window yeah. from a lattice. I would get it. Now we know. Yeah, in the beginning, like, okay, someone's just entered the house. Yeah. yeah. Things uh, like that. John Saxon, we, you know, we can, we can do a little John Saxon month. Uh, he's in Nightmare 3, New Nightmare, Beverly Hills Cop 3. Oh, yeah! So, yeah, John Saxon shows up in some stuff. Isn't he... Is he one of the Dirty Harrys? Uh, I feel like he plays like a police captain or something in one of those. That seems right up his alley. Yeah, he's he's just, he's always a cop or something. Yeah, yeah cop in this, cop in Nightmare, right? I think her dad's a, a yeah, I think her dad's the yeah. cop, the police. Um, I don't see him yet, but he's got he's got a ton of credits. Uh, yeah, so. Uh, this movie originally released as Silent Night, Evil Night. Uh, the studio <laughs> was concerned that audiences would think this was a black exploitation Christmas movie. Okay, but then changed the name back given, to Black Christmas. Given the time, given the time period, under a wide release. Um, yeah, uh, so Black Christmas, uh, and it does have this cult following. A great horror movie from the seventies, remade. First in 20, 2006, which is not the movie we're doing. Uh, that movie starred Michelle uh, Trachtenberg and uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, which I am interested in checking out. Um, but that kind of came out in that gener- or that, that era that we talk about a lot, the, the MTV era of horror movies. I think it might even be PG-13. Uh, we're doing the 2019 remake which is directed by Sophia Tikal. Um, before this, she did a movie called uh, a horror movie in 2018 called New Year, New You. Uh, she also has a writing credit along with uh, April Wolf, 
And this version stars uh, Imogen Poots, who we know from 28 Weeks Later, which we've done on this show. Uh, Green Room, Fright Night. Um, Elise Shannon, Lily Donahue, Caleb Eberhardt, and Carrie Elways. Um, probably the biggest name in, in the cast. Um, this uh, this version in 2019, let me pull back up my notes here. Just had to was on it, and then I had to go look up John, John Saxon stats. Um, during Christmas break, the women of Hawthorne College start to be start being preyed upon by an unknown stalker. Riley, a girl dealing with her own trauma, decides to take matters into her own hands before her and her friends are murdered too. The tagline: "Slay girls." Um, was this your first time seeing Black Christmas? It was. Yeah. Okay. Uh, just kind of initial thoughts on this one. Then we'll, then we'll get into the details, the, the good, the bad, um, the ugly. My, initial, my overall initial thought is, ooh, you can skip it. <laughs> um, my, my overall thought was, this shouldn't be called Black Christmas. <laughs> it takes place at a college. Yeah, during the holiday break. Uh, I think I would have been kinder to this movie. I think a lot of reviewers, from what I read online, reviews... I think reviewers and maybe myself would be more generous to this movie if it wasn't called Black Christmas. If it was just called Holiday, if it was called Silent Night, Evil Night. Although it takes place over like three nights. Um, Holiday Slay, but Slay spelled S-L-A-Y. Or, um, you know, just not called Black Christmas because I don't think this is a remake of Black Christmas. Um, what, what did you like about 2019 Black Christmas? Um, I, I, I watched it as if it was a remake. Yes. Um, yeah. so... Which is what we do here. So doing that, um, I did, in, I, I liked, they modernized, they modernized the setting enough for yeah. me. I thought that was good. Um, we were getting, uh, DMs on, um, something called, um, was it called Rip Rap? Something like that. Their Twitter. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was. I, I loved the name of it. Every time I saw it, it made me laugh. And now I forget what it yeah. was called. He's not old. I a fake app. Yeah. Uh, when the first girls, the opening scene, and she gets the thing, and uh, so they're they're coming from Hawthorne, the the bust, you know, the, the founder of the college, and um, it shows up on her phone. I was like, why would her phone already be programmed to get text messages from this? That doesn't make any sense. Because I thought it was just a text alert on your phone, not a DM from an app. Which the, once the movie went and then that was explained that they were all getting DMs, I was like, "Oh, that's why his name and face was on." Yeah, so I, I thought it was just text at first, and I was like, "Oh, it's just like some caller ID thing for the movie." Yeah. Whatever, right? Yeah. Yeah, the caller ID. But it, it yeah. Wasn't, just, yeah. Why would why would a picture be included in the caller ID if she doesn't know who it's coming from? Right. Yeah. But, yeah, but then I saw like the name of the app on their phone yeah. screen, and that made me laugh. And they kept saying DM, and, 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 and then it's like, oh, it's a, it's like a Instagram DM or yeah. whatever. I'm old. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, the the modernization doing that versus phone yeah. calls was fine. The, the the cast was fine, I guess. I mean, the the girls were, were they played their parts fine. Yeah, I um, um I had no problem with, with and, anybody in the cast. I thought and, it was and Carrie good. Elways is always dependable. Yeah, there probably should have been more of him. Solid hand. Yeah, always dependable. Um, 
Yeah, and, and then another positive I have kind of ties in with the negative, so maybe I save that. All right, yeah, save that one for when we get a negative. We'll talk about the positive with the negative. Like, uh, I, you know, more to do with Christmas than Black Christmas. I know maybe you know, we're not to the compare section, but there were more trees in this one. Uh, there was holiday music parties. There were Christmas, Christmas parties. Christmas parties. Um, the idea of, of an orphan dinner. You know, that's a thing. I yeah. It wasn't called an orphan dinner, at least. But, you know, the people who don't Yeah, leave. Friends, Friendsgiving. Yeah, yeah. Friends, Friendsgiving. Yeah. But for Christmas, um, I, you know, I liked a masked killer in this. Uh, the first one, it's a, um, in the original, it's, it's a shadowy figure we never see. Yeah. This one, it's a hooded, masked, you know, assailant. Uh, the first kill, I... I I was like, oh, yeah, all right, we're Christmasing it up. Uh, girl killed in high school, makes a snow angel in the snow. Thought that was creative. That was a really cool effect. Yeah. Um, that scene of, of her laying there, snow angeled up, and then getting dragged away, mm -hmm. that was a really cool camera. Yeah. That was neat. I was like, okay, we're, we're getting into it here. Yeah. Um, I like that they gave, you know, I, um, you know, this is a positive with a negative too. So uh, maybe I'll start with my positive and negative. We're gonna spoil, in the positive. We're gonna spoil the shit out of this movie. Yeah, so this is two years old. We're spoiling uh, this shit. Right out now, you got our initial reviews. If you don't want to hear any more, flip it off. But uh, yeah, now we're kind of getting the spoilers. Um, so my my positive with the negative was I liked that they gave uh, the women more personality and a little more. Um, uh, you know, it, it was very of the times in 2019. But more of this women power, feminist movement. Um, man, they beat you over the head with it, and it's not subtle at all. And They kick you square in the nuts with it. Yeah. Like. Uh, <laughs> it's just, like, down with the message. They dumb, dumb it down so that, Anybody watching understands exactly what they're talking about. You know, at one point, literally, someone says, you know, all men, you know, don't all men. It's like, it's like, wow, you guys are just pulling out the the Twitter playbook of... Yeah, yeah. The, the left turn that they take huh? into... They take this, this left turn into, into Me Too movement right. so hard... It is offensive to the movie viewer, I think. Yeah. It, 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 I was so taken aback by that. The, when they were being subtle with it, I was mine. But when they went headfirst into that pool, it just got stupid. There was no... When, when it There's no nuance at all. Uh, I mean, you know, they almost make... Um, not Imogen Poots, but uh, you know, the, I guess the second lead... She, Almost comes like one note, and it's simply if it had, if they had just picked a thing, um, one of these issues to tackle, uh, and, and you know the sexual assault angle with it in the fraternities, I was like, oh, okay, this is where it's going. Yeah. That's all right. Yeah, um, I'm with that. But then you know the protesting of of the 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 professor and not having uh, you know diversity in his thing, but then. It's just so much of it, and it's just like we're we're cramming every possible message, uh, every possibility of a wrong in in college into this one, really one five minute 
uh, <laughs> scene of, of, of dialogue and outburst. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man, pick pick one and just kind of subtly, like, we'll, trust your audience to be smart enough to understand, like, what we're watching. Yeah. And, you know, the, the evil of not only a mass killer, but how that's also an allegory of the predatory nature of fraternities. We would have got it. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It would have been down. So, <laughs> um, it's good and bad. Yes. Down for the message, but you dumbed it down so much. And then leading into the ending, which I was like, oh, this just got silly now. This this, this got dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's get into the, what, what, what didn't you like? What didn't work? Yeah, so, I mean, that absolutely... So we've got to have the same yeah, bad good. Yeah, just that, that full-on feminist, like... Sucker punch yeah. at the end was was insane. Um, the the this the whole okay. So I enjoyed that we have a little kind of um, more mythology with the, with the killer. Yeah, the killer ends up being the fraternity. They right? give you the backstory. They give you the backstory, and and it's kind of a mythical thing and a little supernatural and mm. and and. And it gets like this. This movie does nothing but steal from other movies. Like, abs. It, it is just a rip off of things. Uh-huh. And but so they're kind of ripping off like the skulls in a little bit. And I don't know if the skulls is good. College Mike loves the skulls. <laughs> yeah. Would the, would today Mike love the skulls? I don't know. I'll let you know next time. Maybe I watch it. Maybe I don't. But, so they're kind of ripping off the skulls with this, like, fraternity secret thing, you know. And, and, you know, we've all heard, we've all known friends in college that are in fraternities, and they're, you know, tight-lipped on their their fucking initiation bullshit and all that or whatever. And we all know it doesn't, it's not a thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But, so we get this kind of thing, but then it's also so stupid. Like, we get this cool mythology, but it's also so stupid... Oh, the founder of the college transfers his superpowers to control women. Yeah. What the fuck? Are you kidding me with this shit? It was... When it flipped Supernatural, I was like, Oh, man. I just kind Because I, I wasn't hating the movie. I, right. I, I was kind of... I, I was along for the ride. I was just like, yeah. I, okay. We got some cool... It, it wasn't as spooky as the... As, 1994 Black Christmas, which is a weird thing to say because if anything, a movie made in 2019 should scare me more than a movie in 1974. But it's not scary at all. Uh, but I'm I'm along with it. I, I, I they, they've got me. I, I'm invested in Riley, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm connected to this character. I'm along with their journey. As soon as they unmask the dude and it's like a zombie frat pledge, I'm like, what? I know. Like I'm down with this frat thing. I'm down with like this weird thing and the. And the the fraternities, the killers. Yes, they, it's some tradition they do. Right, I'm cool with that. But yeah, once you get into the magic, of yeah, the the whole controlling. Yeah, it, it. I think it gets the same. I think it even improves their message of this feminine of being like yeah, frats are not only predatory to college girls, you know, sexually and uh, you know, sexual violence that happens in college campuses. But they're also literally killers. Yeah. That right. because they they believe in some sort of blood sacrifice that you know it's not real. 
or maybe it is, but they believe it's real enough that they're actually going to start killing people. When you come out and they have zombie pledges, I'm just I'm just out of it. I, I would have much rather it just been like they unmask the actual fraternity brother, and then they reveal there's a second fraternity brother, and it turns out the whole frat's in on yeah. it. Of this, yeah, we 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 kill people, or maybe there it wasn't even a blood sacrifice, or you know, the, the, it's cultish like the skulls is, but it really was. They were pissed off at the performance, yeah, and they decided when it turns out they were attacking every sorority house. So what was the plan? Just to kill... The cops would eventually find you out. If, unless your plan was to control every single woman in America, eventually, the fact that, I don't know, a couple hundred women at this college all disappeared on Christmas break, there'd be an investigation. Yeah, the FBI yeah, would get involved. Yeah, be, yeah, the, yeah the authorities <laughs> would, would, would show up in force. It's you know it's kind of like with the feminist messages. It's like you hit us with too much stuff and you kind of dumbed your movie up yeah. in an effort to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I, I mentioned, like, I feel like it was just, like, copying things. And, and I'm cool. I'm cool with the masked killer. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with the, the hood. But the whole thing felt like it's a ripoff of the Scream Kills. Oh. Uh, scream Killer to me, like... You know, he's behind I, me. Oh wait, where is he now? Oh, he's over there. Oh, there's. Mo- oh, it turns out there's multiple. Yeah, yeah we know. Like, we we've seen it before. Yeah, we uh, saw Scream. The mask, because it was, you know, it's, uh, what was the mask? It was like a. Was it supposed to be the Hawthorne face? Or? I think so. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of like theater esque, like almost like like the uh, what's it like the joy and drama or mask. Yeah, but um, it, it reminded me a lot of like. Another move like early two thousands, kind of or alongside the skulls, uh, Valentine's, where the guy was wearing a Cupid mask and he was using a bow and arrow to. I never you know, saw that one. Yeah, so this guy was using an arrow, which I don't think is a scary weapon. I you know for a slasher, you gotta you gotta get up there and you know ice school ice school was a great. Uh, yeah, it's not that personal about shooting someone yeah. with an arrow. Though, right, you know, it's, it's like a slasher with a gun. Yeah. You know, uh, when the boyfriend comes back to apologize uh, after a pretty you know on the nose fight. Uh, right, yeah, yeah. And him, you know, like, hey, trying to defend, it just gets taken out pretty quick. I was like, oh, that was wild. Um, yeah. Uh, man, anything else uh, didn't quite work. I, going back to some of the positives, this isn't a direct remake, uh, obviously, because it goes into the supernatural element. Uh, but there were some of the kills or moments that reference back. So when um, uh, Riley pulls the killer off with the the, the plastic bag. I, I, I like that moment because it was like a nice reference to Black Christmas. And um, But I think being a PG-13 movie also hurt this, um, hurt this a lot. I feel like this movie was not PG-13 but was cut and re-edited to PG-13. Yeah. It just seems like a lot of things were cut short or clearly just like they edited out curse words or, 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 or blood. You oh. Know? This, this moment, and yeah, if, if this kind of more how we were just saying, like if, if, if this was just the frat was the killer killing sorority girls, uh, kind of the end where, where the girl, you know, yells at, at the guy, like kind of, you know, they're fighting back, taking back their power, and she says, hey, suck my dick. But they cut out dick. Yeah. It, it chops out this moment of like, Standing, you know, saying it because it's a PG thirteen movie. So yeah. You have to cut, you know, cut. It. So it's just suck my, and then 
She doesn't do it because she had already done her act. She already had set this guy on fire. Right. And so she just gets stuck by it and then it just cuts yeah. to a different thing. I was like, oh, yeah. It's just, you're right. It probably There probably is an unedited version that's probably a little cleaner yeah. or makes it a little more cohesive. Um, and I think about the girl getting killed with the, the Christmas lights, which that happens in the first one, too, 1974. Someone gets strangled with Christmas yes. lights. Yeah. Yes. This girl, we don't get to see it at all. And we don't even get to see the aftermath of it. We see her start to spin her. We see the Christmas lights, and then again, it cuts. Which I wouldn't, you know, PG 13, too gruesome. You, you cut yeah. it off. But, um, does this movie do anything better than 1974's uh, Black Christmas? Oh, gosh. I mean, I, I, I guess a little bit more information on the killers was nice. That was my that was my kind of complaint with the first one right. is not knowing enough. I wanted to know. Sometimes more. you know we asked the question and you got the answer, and you didn't like. I it. I didn't like it. It was too much. <laughs> it was too much. Too much. Um, what if the actual killer, 1974's Black Christmas, the guy making obscene phone calls, is a zombie pledge, uh, frat pledge? Holy shit! You'd hate that. Movie. Yeah, <laughs> I did like. I, I felt like this movie had better setup mm-hmm. from the beginning. We kind of got more of an intro um, with like. The, the the last day of class and 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 stuff like that. I like that. I yeah. feel like the other one just was. Uh, we're at a house. It's snowing. It really the the original. It didn't really matter if they were in school or not. No. I guess we had the one piano scene with the the guy that was like, you know, it, the in that in that movie the school's like a Juilliard right school for the arts or something. Yeah. But so we kind of got that, but. Yeah, so I think they did. I like that. The this kid. does a better job of setting up Christmas break. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. lets us know it's school. It lets us. I feel like this one more than the original. It does let us know people are coming and going, and it's not that odd that someone disappeared. Yeah, and and I I liked Carrie Elwes, and I I liked that he was uh, an alum. Yeah, part of the frat. I don't know. I, I liked his involvement with, with the yeah. murders as this, like, we introduced the guy, let's use him. I would almost like if he was just the killer. Yeah. And he he's a former frat, he, you know, he was he was a what, legacy frat guy that's still teaching there. The frat is a bunch of just douchebag frat guys that you maybe think is the killer, but the thing, but kind of the same predatory nature, but he's just a guy who literally just kills people because that that's, that's what yeah. he thinks he can take from and, people. And so, like... I will mention the the song that uh, they you know they what, deck, what song is that? Oh, oh, oh. I don't know. Up on the house, house top, grin. Yeah, old I, I, I don't know if that's what it's called, but yeah, that one. Old but anyway, um, was that green sleeves? I don't know. <laughs> but um, fun fun little song they did. They, yeah, they weird out that song for us. Weird out to. to get, they weird out that song to give us some really, actually, pretty creative uh, payback for yeah for a uh, uh, sexual assault. Yeah, um, I love that moment where y- the realization of what the song is actually about. Yeah. and you do have people in the audience. This was like the only moment of some nuance and subtlety of men and women alike who aren't fraternity members being like, "Yeah, fuck these guys." Yeah. Yes, and, and so that was really cool. But but it, the movie would have been better then had after that. You know, Carrie Elways goes back to the fraternity. like, you guys got to do something about... Mm-hmm. You can't let them disrespect you like that. And then the current guys are like, oh, blah, 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 I'm done, yeah. I'm drunk, we don't give a shit. And then he's like, I'll take this into my own hands. Yeah. 
that would have been better than this like weird magic head like just he's he's just taking out these girls because he's got to you know maintain yeah and then maybe he turns it and starts killing all the dudes that wouldn't help him because they're they're worthless and he rebuilds the fraternity <laughs> You want like a they want something here. You want a Netflix show. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Once the zombie thing, ha- I mean, I, I'm up. I'm I'm into this movie. I, I think this movie's okay. Beginning scene, all the scenes leading up to the fight in the kitchen, where it's just yeah, where they just hit you over the head with this like really um, not great fight um about you know the the me too and uh, what it's like to be a woman and this idea of power um it's, it's just not done in a very well executed way then so that didn't love that then the attack on the house i'm back in all the way up to the unveiling of its zombie and now i'm out again yeah <laughs> and then then it just kind of Goes for maybe another fifteen minutes, and I'm like, eh, I don't love this. I don't love this ending. So, um, does this movie, after you've seen it, now need a sequel? Um, Frats still exist across the world. We have some final girls survive. Do you want to see Black Christmas two? Yeah, I mean, I think we do a complete gender reversal. Oh, um, so a sorority. Yeah. I, I'm picking. I'm thinking it's like you know the movie Neighbors uh-huh. with Seth Rogen. Yeah. Um, we we do. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We need a sequel, but it's like now the now the sorority's killing fraternity members. Yeah. You know the only problem with that is that um, maybe we get uh, Chloe uh, Chloe Grace Moretz. Grace Moretz. Yeah. And Seth Rogen. Yeah. Start. <laughs> um, Zach Efron. Yeah. The only the only the only problem with that is. Um, I, I don't find, you know, um, I think the whole idea of kind of the Greek system is, is kind of stupid. And so, if, but if you roll reverse it, it's like, oh, the sorority's killing off frackers. I'm like, yeah, fuck those guys. They probably <laughs> have it coming. You got to get some innocence. I, you got to get some innocence. I didn't uh, say mixed up. You, you couldn't root for the, for yeah. the death But see, it's hard in a horror movie. You know, it, it's kind of, it's the thing that happened in like, um, you know, the later Halloweens or the later Jasons versus like, you make every character unlikable and now I'm now I'm rooting for Jason. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm rooting for the monster. Um yeah, I, I I don't think I don't think we need a sequel <laughs> to this one. Would you like to see a remake of I mean since these stories differ so much, you know, zombie version, whole frats killer, or even the original nineteen seventy four where unknown a uh, killer in the house. Would you like to see another Black Christmas remake? I would. I think it. it I, I think they could do a, a really good modern take on that movie. Yeah, it, I don't think this, exec, this. I don't think this one. If you could have called this anything else, I think it would have been a perfectly two and a half, three star movie. Uh, you know, out of five, that was like, yeah, it had some fun kills. I don't know. It's, it's, it got a little heavy handed with this messaging, but because it's compared to Black Christmas, I don't think it's a very good remake. Yeah. And you're right. I think a modern, a modernization of that movie that maybe makes it a little more Christmas. The Christmas Break is a great setting um, for horror. 
So in that sense... Yeah, I mean, I say we give it to Danny McBride and let him go. See what he can do with it. Like, I'm just saying, like, it doesn't have, you know, the franchise power of Halloween. But, man, that original Black Christmas movie is freaking awesome. Yeah. I mean, it... And the original Halloween is awesome, and so, you know, this, the new, the, the modern Halloween stuff, like, we just did the show, like, that, that, that first one's really enjoyable, I, I really like it, so, I mean, I think that, I think it is ripe for a real effort. This was not a real effort. No, I, I just, I, yeah. I am, I don't understand how this movie even got made. It's, um, yeah, I think the writing really hurt this. Um... Which, which is a shame, because I think you have the actors and you have the the IP, right? Yeah. You, you had a studio backing that had $5 million budget, but they, they owned the rights to the original Black Christmas. So you had $5 million, you had the concept of Black Christmas, and you had a good group of young actors, you know, the, 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 all the girls. They were good. They you were good. They, they were good, yeah. So you had all that, and it just got hurt by a bad story. And it's really, the story was fine up until the last... 30 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And if you could have fixed that and you just had these girls in the house being picked off. Did you watch the credits? I did not. I, I watched, I listened to the song. Okay. The, yeah. And um, I was jotting down notes. I didn't pay super attention to them. Uh, so you didn't see the scene, the, the, the scene in the credits? No. Okay. Oh, there's, there's a mid-credit scene? There's a mid-credit scene. Oh, geez, I missed it. I'll just yeah. tell you it. Uh, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Okay. And it's stupid. But the cat, they show the cat uh-huh. licking the black stuff. Oh, I did see that. And then just looks at the camera or whatever. Okay. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, so yeah. we got a cat I zombie did, killer now? It, but the cat's only going to kill chicks? I don't know. That's what I wondered. Was the cat um, going to turn to a zombie? Yeah. Uh, so I was like, uh, are we getting a single of this? I hope not. Yeah. And, or or they just we letting do, us, I hope it is just a killer cat. Or are they letting us know, like, oh, but the the black goo still out there. Like, yeah, they, they <laughs> yeah. killed the frat, but... But the goo exists. The goo exists. Yeah. And someone could come you know, and use that for nefarious um, means. Yeah. Um, does this make... Does watching 1974, watching 2019... Are you interested in watching the 2006 remake? Which I never saw. All I know, but reading my notes online, a more faithful adaptation of the 1994 movie. I'm kind of interested. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be better than the 2019. Maybe not? I think maybe. I give Who, 2019. Who's in it? Is uh, there anyone I know in it? Yeah, Michelle. Uh, Michelle, was it Trachenberg? Um, she was like in Euro Trip, I think yeah. she was like in Disney, and then um, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, let's see. Black Christmas, 2006. She's Gretchen Wieners from uh, uh, Mean Girls. No. No? Gretchen Wieners. Oh, but that, she's actually in it. Wow. Uh, Lacey Chabert. Then who, wait, who's Trachenberg? Michelle Tra- Michelle Trachenberg. Her big credits are 17 again, Euro Trip, Inspector Gadget, Cop Out, Harriet the Spy. She was Harriet the Spy. Oh! Why? Why did I. 
How did I guess someone who was in the movie thinking You did guess in the movie, right? Gretchen Wiener was Lacey Chabert. Yeah, she's in it? Yeah, she's the fourth build. What are the fucking odds of that? You know what's wild? Uh, Speaking of (laughs) crazy odds, so I was taking notes today for the movie, so I go and I, you know, write down the, you know, director, writer. I wrote wrote down Sophia Tikal, April Wolf, and she didn't have a lot of credits. So then I'm at work. Doing my work, taking notes, listening to a podcast. Go to my next podcast. Who's the guest? April Wolf. That, yeah. They don't I mean, talk about Black Christmas at all. She's a TV writer. This is just this is just the week of, of coincidence. I mean, I watch Enter the Dragon, yeah. and then I watch Black Christmas nineteen seventy four. John Saxon. John Saxon all over the place. Um, I mean, okay, so and this is Letterbox rating. These are just Letterbox rating. Black Christmas two thousand six two point five rating. Black Christmas twenty nineteen two rating. So, maybe it is better. I don't know the Rotten Tomatoes scores, <laughs> but... Um, 2.6 to 2? Yeah. Um, I, I was going to say, it may be worse, because a lot of those movies from that, like, 2004 to 2010, those remakes, those yeah. remakes are pretty bad. Yeah. But maybe it's, like, Disturbia. Maybe, maybe it's legit good. Uh, or decent. It, what's the do they have a, is the synopsis similar uh what's the synopsis but while I'm pulling that up say for 2019 I give them credit for at least trying to do something unique with a remake so uh, yeah I guess I, I can give I can give yeah. it that uh, and a, oh okay so 2006 Synopsis. An escaped maniac returns to his childhood home on Christmas Eve, which is now a sorority house, and begins to murder the sorority sisters one by one. One more backstory. That's what we need for the original. Yeah. That's why he's there. He's an escaped maniac, and that's his house. That's his house. He shows up. He's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Who are these people? So it feels like this gives a little more, this gives the backstory. That, see, just having you read that to me. Mm -hmm. Makes the original even better. Because now I'm thinking, that's why he's there. Yeah. Yeah. That explains all the stuff in the attic. It was his. It's his stuff. stuff. Yeah. They just shoved it up there. Right. And then, you know, it's sorority house. Year after year, just new girls come in. They, you know, they're not exploring the house. Yeah. Just, you know, they have their room. They have their common area. They move out and someone else moves in. And then you collect stuff up there. It's like, oh, it's probably uh, somebody else's. Uh, one question yeah. to you uh, about the original and, and maybe... Do you know anything? About, is that house mother thing real? I yes, I think that is a thing. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'll have to ask somebody in a sorority, but uh, I don't know. Like the college we went to, if that was like a, a part of it. But I believe in other um, sorority. It's kind of like the what do you call it? like the RA? You know? Yeah, it was yeah. like that adult. That just lived in the dorm too. Yeah. I think that's similar with the uh, sorority houses. Like, yeah, there, there's a there's a house mother. Mm, keep that, things from getting too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, like, it, like I think in like bigger schools with mass, you know, massive right. fraternity houses and stuff. I think some, I think some of them have like, like they got the money to like hire, sh- like they have right a chef, chef and, that and, lives, yeah, yeah, or that works in, yeah. Um, I mean, it must be real. That was the whole plot b- between uh, behind Anna Ferris's The House Bunny. So, <laughs> yeah. Can't make that up. Yeah, I was wondering. Uh, uh, that character was forgettable, but I loved her just having bottles of booze hidden all over the house. Yeah. That was fun. 
Yeah, so a house mother is a uh, woman acting as the hostess, chaperone, and often housekeeper in a group residence. Okay. And, yeah, amongst sorority houses, so. Um, yeah, I mean, I know, it's, I feel like I've seen the house mother thing in, in, in other, I mean, I'm not sure there was any house, uh, there was like a house, an animal house, I'm not sure if there was like a, someone like that in animal house, that's the only other movie I really can think right. of. Right. A major fraternity thing, but yeah, and I, I feel like I've seen that before. Maybe it was watching the house, but it really just based on movies. It seems like the house mothers exist, but house dads don't. House right. fathers, I don't think there's a guy living in like fraternity houses. Well, if you if you watch the Showtime show Shameless, uh-huh. um, one of the one of the sons uh, when he goes to college, uh, he is the the live in. The live-in tutor at a sorority. Oh, um, I think it was just the show's way of um, creating more ways to show uh, tits. Yeah, because okay. he ends up just being like the sex boy. Oh, fair. So they're just always showing him like with all the sorority girls. So I yeah, think it's a show, you know, classic Showtime thing. Sounds like a Cinemax movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I meant more like in a fraternity house. Like there's not like a old guy. Yeah, not like yeah, the house yeah. father. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Tri-Lambs didn't have, like, just some 50-year-old dude living in the house as well right. with them while, you know, they got pranked by... Uh, well, you know, men don't need protection, Mark. That's true. Men don't need protection. They don't. Why didn't they key in on that in, in the 2019? Men didn't die. Why didn't, why didn't the... <laughs> it's a whipping. Why, why didn't it start out with them, like, evicting the house mother because they don't need a house mother? Yeah. Maybe they like your company. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they like... No? Not all young people hate old people. <laughs> um, Alright. I, I think it's pretty clear with this one. Which one are you watching first? Oh, original. 1974. That movie rules. Even if 2019 didn't have the flaws that really, really drag it down. 1974, yeah. Classic. It like, rules. It, it's just yeah. an, it's an all-timer. That is a good, stinking movie. I mean, it, it is up there with Halloween for me. Yeah. Like, it's... In Friday Thirteenth, those classic horror, it's mm-hmm. up there, and I, I can't believe I had never seen it. Yeah, they, kind of watching this, you know, in a better version of this, but it's kind of like uh, when I when we discovered uh, my bloody Valentine a year ago. Yeah, like, yeah, like this, I I thought kind of I thought it would have been bad, you know, this idea of a horror Christmas movie, but it, good, it's very good. Yeah, um, you know, I'm glad the killer wasn't dressed up like Santa Claus. Yes. Um, and finally, Black Christmas 2018, did we need it? No. <laughs> Just no. No. Um, I'll say I it has a 39% <laughs> on Tomato, yeah. two on Letterboxd. I think it's better than that, but it's not good, and it's really hurt by the end. Um, which sucks, so that's part of the movie. You gotta, yeah. you gotta count it. Yeah, you gotta count it. You gotta um, count it. <laughs> It's not a very good remake of Black Christmas, and it's, yeah, not necessarily overall a great movie, although I don't think it was bad. I don't think it was awful. I just, yeah, it's not, in comparison to Black Christmas or what it was trying to do, I think it's, it's not a good remake of Black Christmas, I think it fell short of what it was trying to do, so, yeah, I don't think we needed it. Yeah. Um, Somebody else wants to take, uh, take a shot at this one and try to make this one a better one, all for it. But, um, yeah, did not need Black Christmas 2019. Uh, TBD on 2006, Black Christmas. Well, maybe it's good. We'll see. Um, 
If you have thoughts on Black Christmas, if you want to send us hate mail, because we're two white men discussing a a feminist power movie, maybe maybe it's like the best one. I don't know. You saw Promising Young Woman uh, (laughs) last week. How does it compare to Black Christmas 2019? (laughs) Really good. Yeah. Much better. (laughs) Uh, You you can direct your hate mail at dbtgpodcast.gmail.com if uh, you agree. Or if you... Really, one way or the other, have strong thoughts of 2006. Do we need to watch it? Should we avoid it at all costs? Let us know. Twitter, DBTG Pod, Facebook, Instagram, all social medias. Rate, review. Um, do, we had a couple movies discussed for next episode. Do we Do we fall on one? I don't think we f- fell on one. Okay, well, let's check our notes. We, yeah. I think we were kind of kicking back like three or four ideas. And, I, and during the show, I just had another one fall in my lap that we can talk about also. There you go. So, so we'll, yeah. we'll, we'll have another movie next week, uh, or next episode. Until then, don't be that guy. Guide to sequel remakes. Uh, happy holidays. I hope you're in the spirit. Joy. If I were missing, I'd want you to unleash the bloodhounds and track me down. <laughs>